0: Hello everyone, it's been a little while, which it always is, but I feel like this 2020 has definitely been a wild ride for most of us. But today I wanted to talk to you today about decision making. Specifically, what do you want with your life? Now, in one of my last podcasts, I talked about challenges. I talked about manifestation. I've talked about how you can ask the universe for more money. You can want to manifest millions of dollars. And sometimes the universe is definitely listening. And sometimes she or he, if you want to even give it a gender, will say, you know what? I'm going to give you a challenge that's going to raise your standards, that's going to make you attain that money that you're asking for. I'm not going to inadvertently give you that money and I know that that annoys you, but instead I'm going to offer you the opportunity to um, definitely change your life and step it up and become a better person and make that money. And this transitional change, this idea that the universe or God or whatever you want to believe in is going to, um, definitely offer you the opportunity instead of just giving you what you want, they're going to offer you the opportunity to make that money. They're going to offer you the opportunity to have a challenge, to rise to the occasion, to become a better person, um... I think that's so, so interesting that very often when we think of like manifestation or when we think of, you know, asking for something or praying about something, like I said, if you're super, super spiritual and you want to say, oh, I don't manifest, I pray. Okay, whatever it is that you want to call it. We are very often given opportunities and I've talked a little bit about the fear of those opportunities, but we're not going to focus on that today. Today, I just want to focus on the idea of something that i really been thinking of which is that like I said let's say that the universe you ask or you manifest millions of dollars or success or beauty or elegance and that's really been my focus because I've been doing a lot with like elegance and beauty um and femininity but let's say You want to be more feminine. You want to be more elegant. You want to be like Grace Kelly. Or if you have a modern pop star or a modern person that you look up to, like Amal Clooney, whoever it is that you look up to, you want to emulate them. And you want to become more beautiful and more kind and more radiant and more charitable and give back to your communities. But you want to be the best person that you can possibly be. Um, I think that that is so, so important that you recognize that sometimes the universe or God, or like I said, whoever you believe in, will present you with an opportunity to get better. And sometimes that comes through challenges and sometimes that comes through, just like I said, your everyday decision-making. Everyday life is literally like a chess game or a checkers or anything that you can really think of where you have to be strategic. Now for myself, I have really been working on being successful and driven and ambitious, but also sitting in my feminine energy and being the most elegant version of myself. I'm not perfect, but I definitely am working on it and leveling up and becoming very feminine and very thoughtful and that type of thing. And I think that If you want to be a lady, and there's such a stigma when it's attached to being a lady, you know, people think you're boring if you're elegant, or you're bougie, or you're snobby, and that is not particularly true. I'm not asking you to do that. But if you listen to this podcast, you probably know that I believe in women, and I believe that every woman's potential is different, all amazing, but different, and we want to do different things with ourselves and with the world. And we all want to have an impact in one way or another, hopefully a positive impact. I believe in you. I believe that you're positive, aggressive positivity, right? <laughs> um, but every day we make a choice to either get up and be kind or have interactions with people or, you know, um, when we're grocery shopping, if somebody bumps into our cart. We can be snippy or we can be kind or we can choose not to acknowledge them at all, which is kind of an awful thing to think about that we just ignore them um, or give them a side eye. (laughs) But every single day, we have to make decisions about our life and the life that we want to live. If you struggle with a disorder or a physical issue, you can make the choice not to take care of yourself, or you can make the choice to be healthy. You can make the choice to take care of yourself. Now, sometimes taking care of yourself is difficult. Sometimes that means going to therapy. Sometimes that means taking medication. Sometimes that means, you know, working on being more physical in the outside world, which is definitely something that I am working on. (laughs) I want to be more athletic, um, but it's definitely hard work. Um, but we make goals for ourselves in order to chase our dreams. We don't just wish upon a star as much as I love Disney. I'm not, um, a believer that we can just wish something into existence. We have to have belief of course, but we have to have smart, attainable driven goals that we can kind of latch onto. Right. Um, And this is something, like I said, that life has been so busy lately and I've kind of been in a little bit of a negative space where I was like, well, why am I not reaching my potential? Why am I not getting where I want to get when it comes to starting an elegance group or writing my courses or, you know, being the best possible version of myself? And it comes back to something that really, really sits with me, um... And this happened about a month and a half ago. Um, I actually had a psychic tell me that I was focusing on too many things and reaching for too many things. And um, I met her through TikTok, ironically enough. But um, she was like, you are just reaching. You're all over the place. Like You're so creative, but you don't have one venue that matters the most to you. You've got your hand in like five different ideas, and you're trying to make them all work at once. And I thought, yeah, 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 whatever. You know, I took it with a grain of salt, but then I really started to feel burned out and I realized that it was the truth. I have the Elegance blog. I, you know, I have um, this podcast and um, I talk to women on the side. They message me on Instagram and I offer them free advice and, you know, I'm working full time and doing the YouTube channel and it's just a lot. And so we have to be very strategic with our time, almost like we're taking money out of a bank. Like I talk about having financial um, literacy and success. We have to do that with our energy as well. And it's funny because I did a podcast on that, I believe a couple months ago, and I forgot my own advice, right? That it's so, so busy and we try to do everything at once and we have to offer ourselves the grace to rest and to take a step back, um, and to realize that we're human and to realize that rest is okay. And I think that the European nations do much better with this than America. Like we really struggle with that idea. It's like, if you're not being productive, if you're not, you know, um, moving forwards in a capital, capitalistic society, you are not Fully embracing yourself and your potential, and you're being lazy and you're being a waste. And I'm all of that is sarcastic, by the way, but this is the message that is given to us. And so, I do really want us ladies to be strategic, and I do really want us ladies to focus in on what matters to us and think about our energy, our time, who we're spending it with, the influences around us, and also um, just what do we really want? Are we working a nine-to-five because that's offering us a chance to survive rather than a chance of greatness? And what would that take to be great? And everybody's version of great is going to be different. Some people are intensely private and they don't want to be a social media star. Um, I'm a private person, but I'm okay obviously talking to you guys and being on Twitter and being on TikTok and social media, that type of thing. But some people are intensely private. And so to them, their greatness would be out of the spotlight and donating to charities and really behind the scenes kind of stuff. But other people like me... Or you know maybe a more public figure um, are are more hands-on and they talk about what they're doing and they show it on social media. I don't want to say show off, but they show it on social media and they have no problem with that, and that's okay. Both avenues are okay, whether you're an intensely private person or. you're more of a social person, a social media person. That's okay. Everyone's view of greatness is going to be different. Some people want a very calm, peaceful lifestyle um, where they are working your traditional nine to five and there's nothing wrong with that. Other people are entrepreneurs. But I guess we come to a point where we realize not everyone has to be an entrepreneur to be great. And you can still be great while resting. And this this really kind of cracked my skull wide open, that idea that you can be great while resting you can take an hour nap because you're exhausted and it doesn't diminish your greatness your amount of hustling is phenomenal and i encourage everybody to do it but at the same time you are not less great because you Honor yourself and your mental health and your self care and you take bubble baths and you go to therapy and you eat healthy foods and you stay away from toxic people and you actually do rest like that doesn't diminish your greatness because you're hustling to your yourself to the point of burnout. So I know that those are a couple different topics. I'm kind of trying to weave them all together because I was really, really thinking about it, and I want us to rest. I want us to be strategic. Um, if I'm on here less or if I'm on social media less, it's, it's because I'm resting and I'm being strategic about my time and I'm being thoughtful about where I want to spend it and how I want to take control of my own greatness. And I want you ladies to be able to do the same. Your version of elegance might be different than mine. You, I saw somebody who has a site called edgy elegance. You know, where they have studs and leather and, you know, that is her and that is totally authentic to her. And I think that's phenomenal. My elegance and femininity is more reminiscent of like maybe the 1950s or, you know, 1960s. And that's okay too. Um, You can be graceful and elegant without being completely boring and devoid of flavor. Be silly. Be sarcastic. Be messy. Paint. Draw be involved in your community, you know, wear your hair in a messy bun, do whatever it is that makes your soul on fire. Your version of femininity is going to be very different than mine. And that's totally okay. So we have to embrace ourselves. We have to love ourselves. We have to spend our time very wisely, have very set goals. So that is something that I am going to be doing this fall. That is a goal for fall is to really focus in on where do I want my time and my intention. And I started this podcast and I started a lot of my creative venues because I was alone. Um, and I wanted to reach out and make more friends and I've met and talked to so many phenomenal people. Um, but now it's a, I don't want to say a season of solitude because that's kind of been all 2020 since we've all been, on this wild ride together, but I'm definitely thinking about what do you want out of life? Do you want to go back to school? Do you, you know, want to create stability for yourself? Do you want to invest? Investing has been heavy on my mind right now with what resources I have. How do you take what you have and turn it into more and then be very, very smart with it and never take anything for granted? So, Those are just some of the things that are kind of whirling around my mind. Um, And I love you guys so much. And I appreciate all the feedback, the comments, the kind thoughts. You know, you can always reach me on my socials at either Esther Victoria or SEV Collins. Um, It just depends. (laughs) But um, I wanted to come on here for the first time in a while and just say hi and encourage you to think about where are you going with your life? Because we're not all on the hamster wheel where we were just meant to literally be born, go to school, find a mate, uh, work a nine to five, and then die. That's not, I believe that we have some kind of higher purpose, and I want to leave a positive imprint in the world. Um, But it doesn't necessarily have to be millions of dollars, or, you know, I've made this merger, or, you know, um, having huge social accolades sometimes but people's greatest accomplishments no one knows about them so it's been a very eventful year obviously it's not over yet which is kind of terrifying and hopeful at the same time um and I just want to encourage every single one of you to be gentle with yourself think about your life think about where it's going and what you're doing and just allow yourself to rest and have very set goals on what you want out of your world because that is what I am working on for this fall and the rest of 2020 which has been a very thought for thought provoking year okay um I will catch up with you soon and I love you so much bye on here. I am back from my break and I think it's important that we take breaks and I think it's important that we step back sometimes. I definitely took a break from YouTube for a while and I took a break from the podcast too um, because there was a lot going on and we as a country definitely in 2020 and now in 2021, we have been going through a lot And it's really, really easy to get swept up in the negative because it seems like 2020 was so heavy and negative and damp. It felt like a wet blanket on our soul, right? And I know that that sounds a little cheesy, but it really, really did. Like the entire country felt like it was in a fog. And so it's really easy to focus on the negative. But just for a minute... I want to talk about some of the lessons that I might have learned and maybe that you have learned too Um, and the first lesson that I kind of want to talk about is not letting society define you which we've kind of touched on here Um, I think it's really really easy when all of your girlfriends especially are getting engaged or married or having babies or they're hitting all the mile markers and maybe for you that's very different. Maybe, like for me, I finished writing my fourth book. I'm really, really excited about it in the series. Um, I'm talking to publishers and I'm just really excited about it, right? But seeing all of my friends get married or get engaged or take on new jobs or get promotions or get bonuses, it just seemed like they were hitting all of the mile markers that. And I'm going to hiccup because I have my sparkling water here with me. (laughs) Watermelon sparkling water. Um, But it seemed like they were moving forwards in their life and I seemed really, really stuck. And I didn't know how to get out of that. And I was really attached to what I thought that I was supposed to have. I thought I was supposed to be engaged and with a house and, or a baby, or I was supposed to do all of these things. And so I kind of was blocking my own blessings by focusing on everything that everybody else had. Um, and then, like I said, you know, as a country, we were kind of shitted on not to be blunt, but that's, there's no way that I can ladylike I can tell you in a ladylike way, because we all experienced this. It was a massive dino dump, right? It was just everything that could go wrong, could go wrong. Marginalized groups had their voices stifled. You know, um, we had a president who was doing a lot of things that I do not agree with. Um, and it just seemed like right and left, the punches just kept coming. And people were losing their jobs, people were losing their homes, and it was, it's just so overwhelming and it's still going on. That's the crazy thing. It's like 2021. It's like 2020 with bangs. You are not fooling anyone. Like we see you, we know who you are, right? So it's really easy to get stuck with the negative or stuck with not feeling enough and that's why I needed to just take a break and step back because I'm always positive for you ladies and I'm always positive for my listeners in general but I wasn't in a positive place um and I started this podcast when all of this first happened which is so crazy to think about the fact that last March essentially or April I was starting this podcast and trying to get it off the ground and um it's weird to think of like my one year anniversary or just shy of a one year anniversary is going to come up when it comes to this podcast. And I think we've learned a lot along the way. And I definitely am more honest and open and I feel vulnerable and I feel able to talk to you guys about pretty much anything that a modern woman, career woman, is handling when it comes to femininity versus, you know, being a feminist and finding the borderline in between. And is there, A way to kind of satisfy you want to be strong and you want to be independent, but you also maybe want to be really feminine and beautiful, and that's kind of where. I started when I started this podcast like how do you marry the two which most people will tell you people in the femininity community will tell you that feminists are their enemy and people who are super feminists will say that people who are in the femininity community are their enemy and vice versa but I don't know if that's exactly true and I grapple with Can you be a feminine feminist? Can you not be an extremist? Can you be a moderate? Can you find your place in the world? So these are all things that I definitely was wrangling with, trying to find my place in the world. And we have so many stereotypes that we rail against, that we fight against, and yet a part of us does crave the house, the car, the kids, the American dream. And I was talking to a really good friend of mine, about the idea of, does the American dream even exist anymore? And I think that it does, but it definitely has changed because we're facing hardships. Um, And I don't wanna say we're facing hardships that no one has ever faced before, because obviously our grandparents and our great grandparents faced things we can't even imagine. But it doesn't take away from the validity of our pain and what we're feeling and it's so easy to do that. It's so easy to say, well, it's not the Great Depression. No, it's not, but it still sucks, okay? Like, it still is valid even though it's not... Um, the Great Depression or something of that merit. But who knows, you know, down the line, maybe our great grandchildren will read in a history book about what was going on now in 2020 and 2021. I'm sure that they will. But what I really want to think about is I guess we have to be flexible. And I'm really bad at this, but we have to be flexible and we have to Change with the times, and we have to find a way to mediate our own inner core beliefs of what we want, and then some of the issues and problems that are coming at us, right? So, for me, I'm a paper person, I do all of my bills offline. I feel more comfortable that way. I've had someone steal my identity, um, a significant other who is terrible. That's a story time for another day. Um, However, Because of that experience, I started doing all of my banking offline instead of online because I was really, really nervous um, about having my information online. But then recently, USPS has been so slow with the mail, I have had my bill vendors or my, I don't want to say bill collectors, but I've had them calling me saying, hey, where's this bill when I paid it last month and USPS just hasn't delivered it yet, I guess. And so I had a really great conversation with a friend of mine who basically said, you've got to change with the times. You can't be a dinosaur. You have to be fluid. You have to be able to change. You have to be able to handle what's in front of you. And you can have some vintage values. You can have, you know, um, your tendencies to love paper. You can still write it all down, but You have to be able, able to change according to the problems that are thrown at you. And I think that that is so true. And if anything, um, 2020 and 2021 has taught us how resilient we are as human beings, um, And a lot of the times we didn't feel resilient, right? A lot of the times we felt ugly, like ugly crying with a bucket of ice cream and wine in the other hand. And many of us, like I said, lost jobs, lost friends because of politics. There were so many problems thrown at us. And yet somehow we were lucky enough to make it on the other side. And as I go into 2021, I'm really, really hit with that. I'm going to try to be more grateful. I want to have an abundance mindset. I don't want to have a poverty mindset and just settle for scraps, but I want to have an abundance mindset and I want to be grateful for everything that comes into my life that is good. And instead of maybe saying, well, this problem is coming at me and it's a negative, I'm going to be like, this is a challenge. What can I learn from this? What, what is like, what is this trying to teach me about myself? And I know that that sounds a little out there, but just bear with me because like I said, we have faced insurmountable challenges this year, 2020, and now in 2021 even. We have faced things that people have not in our lifetime had to face before and we've made it through the other side. And... It just speaks to how creative and resilient and funny and resourceful we are. And I kind of want you to just remember that about yourself. And I want you to be gentler with yourself because... We are so hard on ourselves. We are still trying to function as if this pandemic is not going on. A lot of us who are going to work, you know, if we don't have work from home jobs, a lot of us that are going to work are trying to keep everything together from the house to the kids to making the man or the significant other happy or, you know and i think that we need to just take a breather like i did and i don't know how frequent these podcasts are going to be um because like i said i'm i'm handling the pandemic like everybody else is but i wanted to come on here because i really do feel like we are really really hard on ourselves and it's okay to have strong boundaries with people who are a little toxic which you know we've talked about that on here before but it is okay to take a step back from things. It doesn't mean you're giving up. You know, rest is not bad. I think we're taught at an early age, oh no, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. Some of the smartest men and women out there took a break, took a step back, reevaluated their formula of how they wanted to attack attack the scenario in front of them. And they, they really thought about it and then they came back refreshed and renewed and I'm hoping that that is what can happen to me as well that this kind of social media break like I've been on Instagram and I've been on Facebook mostly if you guys follow me and TikTok but I really have kind of been keeping off of YouTube and even here because I just if it doesn't feel genuine I don't want to do it. I always 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 want you to come here and feel refreshed. I don't want it to be a negative voice. And for a long time, I really grappled with that and trying to find my groove and trying to find who I was in the midst of some crazy crap coming at us. And it's still coming at us, but somehow we are finding new ways to handle everything being thrown at us. When the pandemic hit, most of us put our masks on and we did what we had to do and, you know, schools completely reformulated the way that they do things. I have um, a sister who is a teacher, a little sister, and most of her classes were formulated for offline, you know, obviously, like for in-person learning and she had to completely reformulate the way that she did things. And that really, really made me think about how our backs can be against the wall. Um, we cannot see a way out. We can feel exhausted. We can feel frustrated. And if anything, you know, even though we wanted to break and we wanted to buckle, if anything, 2020 and 2021, and let's just say the 20s, because I don't know how long this is going to last, it is teaching us that we have a stronger spirit than we thought. We have an incredible ability to build. As a human race, and embrace each other, and find a way to have community online and offline, and protect each other and stand up for each other in the face of ugliness, in the face of bigotry, in the face of racism. Like, we have found a way to protect each other and stand for each other, and I hope hold each other accountable to be better people, or for those who've done things that really are, I don't want to say unforgivable, but they kind of are. Um, I hope that they are held accountable 100%. And, you know, that we as human beings even learn from that. We learn from the ugliness in front of us. We learn from the challenges. We say, you know what? I don't want my inner light to be like that. I want to continue to thrive and change and grow. And I did a whole podcast on being stagnant. And how it can crush your spirit and how you have to look for challenges. And apparently the universe or God or whoever you believe in definitely heard me like, oh, oh, you're looking for growth. Well, I'm going to throw some challenges on top of that growth so that you can grow from your challenges. You know, that's an old meme, but it's so true. So if anything, my fire has been lit and I... I'm trying to believe in myself, and I'm seeing my coworkers and my friends and my family go through some horrific things, and they're coming out the other side. We've been very blessed that way in the midst of COVID, that they're coming out the other side and they're finding new way of new ways of doing things, and um, it really is awe inspiring, even with all the ugliness that we saw in 2020 for us to come out on the other side and still draw and paint and create and find that spark and want to connect with other people in the midst of a pandemic and in the midst of extreme ugliness and discontent and the country nearly busting at the seams, um, with disagreement, somehow, some way we found a way to connect with each other. So, I guess to wrap up, because I don't want to make this too long because it's, it's been a while, <laughs> but I want you to remember that you're stronger than you think you are and that life is going to get ugly and messy and your emotions are valid and you're allowed to feel those things and you're allowed to feel unsure. That's something that I definitely am dealing with myself. But at the end of the day, I want you to remember how amazing you are, okay? Thank you for tuning in, especially because I took a big, big break, um, and I love you so much, and hopefully I will talk to you soon. Bye! Hey guys! Today I am actually filming from my bedroom instead of my main studio area, um, (laughs) It's a beautiful beautiful Sunday and I hope that you are doing well. And today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about perspective. And I know that we've talked about, you know, toxic positivity. And how we think about our life and our perspectives um but today i want to talk to you about actual positivity positivity not toxic positivity but actual positivity you can still be a realist um, but something that i have really really been working on during this quarantine or this pandemic i have been working on consistently my self-beliefs loving myself and thinking about my life and how i would like it to go And I've seen a lot of really great success stories, like people who made money or had the cars or had some of those material things, and even the athletes. And I really wondered if something connected successful people, right? And I always knew that there was vision and drive. Those were like the two key ingredients. Um, But I think that there are two more ingredients that we really need to think about, and that is we need to take action. Um, And also we need to shift our perspective and believe in ourselves. So when I say believe in ourselves, it's not just, oh, I think I'm a good person. I think I belong in my body. My body is beautiful no matter what. Or even if you don't believe your body is beautiful, if you have radical self-acceptance, and it shouldn't be radical but essentially that's what the theory is radical self-acceptance where you're like I have a body and I don't love it but right now it's the body that I'm in so a lot of people if they don't practice necessarily body positivity where they love their body and maybe a larger or smaller size some people have said that radical self-acceptance is kind of the midway point for them towards accepting themselves um saying that they have a body and they're just going to live in the body that they're in. And every day they get up and they say, thank you for supporting me through the pandemic. Which, like I said, I could do a whole other video or a whole other podcast on that. Um, but self-belief, it is very challenging, especially during the pandemic, you know, when everything seems very negative and gray. And I really took the time to think about the most successful people on the planet what do they all have in common? Because I don't believe that it's just luck. You know, obviously, luck peppers in there, you know, like when you're doing a recipe, put a little bit of seasoning. Luck is like a little bit of seasoning. But I do believe that you have to believe in yourself and believe in your dreams and have smart goals. And I think that you obviously have to be a visionary, um, but you have to shift your perspective. And I've been doing a lot of work with the idea that we are all vibrational beings, not to get too hippie on you, but (laughs) um, the planet itself has a vibrational pulse and we are as well. And a lot of people who believe in like manifestation, a lot of people who believe in um, the law of attraction. I was very, very interested in some of those properties um, because I want to be successful. I want to be financially successful. I want to be emotionally and physically successful. And I started doing a lot of research, um, and I came to the point that these people who are massively successful, not even just a little bit successful, but like massively successful, all seem to have a similar belief right? They uh, go to bed at night and they listen to their meditations and they drink water and they do the self-care that we all have been mass marketed. (laughs) Thank you, capitalism. But it's more than that. Um, It is the belief that they are going to succeed no matter what. It is the belief in the timing of the universe. um, And they're actually, if you look it up, is significant research to support that a lot of the people who actually won the lottery, before they actually won it, they believed that they were going to win the lottery. Like they just had a gut feeling, um, or people who have had successful businesses they talked to themselves. They believed that they were going to have a successful business. They believed and spoke almost into existence. And it's not magic. (laughs) It's physics, not magic. Um, But they believed in themselves so much that they almost made it so. Now, If you don't believe in manifestation and if you don't believe in law of attraction, this podcast might not be for you today, this episode. Um, But I believe that that is an integral part to my success, um, is that I'm going to believe in myself. And I'm on this journey of radical self-love. And I'm on this journey, not just of femininity and elegance and gracefulness and working to be my best self, this is a part of me working to be my best self, is realizing that we are vibrational beings and that um, I I was listening to um, Esther Hicks, or she goes by Abraham Hicks, um, and she talked about the secret and law of attraction, um, and if you guys Google it or you YouTube it, it'll come up right away, um, and this is very interesting to me because I came from a very strict Christian background and I'm not abandoning my faith and what I believe in but I think that it's really really important to have radical self-belief that you are going to win you are going to get that raise you are going to succeed you are absolutely the timing of the universe or God or whatever spirituality you want to put on it if you don't want to just believe in the universe and divine timing you want to actually put a name to a face and have a religion, you can still do that. You can still combine your core beliefs, like my Christianity, with manifestation. And you can comment down below, you know, um, you can let me know what you think. But right now, this is kind of where I'm at. (laughs) And so how does that affect you guys who are listening in as well? Well, I want you, your homework, um, I want you to start to believe in yourself take 10 to 15 minutes to be grateful and you could say well as i really don't have anything to be grateful for when i was listening to abraham hicks um they were saying that waking up in the morning Even to be grateful for the most small, like the smallest things, like the fact that you have a roof over your head, the fact that you have a machine that can make coffee, the fact that you have a car, maybe it's not your dream car, but you have a car, or maybe you don't have a car, maybe you have a bike or a scooter, you have some form of transportation, you have some way of getting to your job, the very, very fact that you have a job, even though maybe it's not the job that you want. Like I said, you can have dreams for yourself, you can visualize, you can have a mood board, which reminds me of like Tumblr, but you can have a mood board, have a vision board, talk to yourself. And another thing that I think is really, really important um, is the diet that we are surrounding ourselves with. And I don't mean food. I mean motivational speakers I'm starting to listen to, drinking enough water, getting enough sunshine. I'm gonna go on a big jog today. Doing things that make me feel happy and whole without capitalism, even though my end goal is to be wealthy and successful and work hard and be the best version of myself, without capitalism, take it out of the picture for a minute, what makes you feel good about yourself, right? So swimming or tennis or, you know, going on a jog, like I'm more of a runner than anything else. Um, painting, I'm probably going to do a watercolor today, even though I'm really not that great at art, but the pure joy of creating art is, that's what brings me joy. It's not the f- the finished product. It's the fact that I can sit there, put on some music, take my paints out and just breathe and have a moment to myself. So like I said, if you guys want to do this homework, I would love to know how it works out, but 10 to 15 minutes in the morning or If you're busy in the morning and you want to do it at night, you can do it at night. Whatever works for you. But take time out of your day to have gratitude um, and to be grateful for things, no matter how small. But it's an interesting thing when I say that because it's like, on the one hand, I don't like when people say, oh, we'll be grateful that you even have an opportunity, you know, because that kind of dismisses your dreams. It kind of dismisses the fact that you want greater things. You are allowed to want greater things. You are allowed to want wonderful, beautiful, joyous things. You are allowed to want to be the next Grace Kelly or, you know, the next Audrey Hepburn. You are allowed to want to be the next Silver Star Screen um, movie star. You are allowed to want great things, and you can still be grateful for what you have in every given moment and still dream. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Because <clears throat> when we talk about toxic positivity as one of my podcast episodes I did, it's like people will belittle your dreams saying, Well, be grateful you have a car, be grateful you have a job. Yes, you're miserable at it, but be grateful you have it. You know, um, if you're a woman like me or you present as a woman, you know, someone will say, Well, be grateful, you know, for this or for that. We're not doing that. We're not being dismissive of your dreams and telling you to stay in kind of a low vibrational poverty mindset. And I I hate the word poverty mindset, but that really is what it is where you're just taking two steps in front of each other and you're not even dreaming about the possibilities. Um, But I have also worked minimum wage and so I, I know that everyone on their life journey, sometimes it's very difficult to dream about what you want and to believe that those things are coming to you. When you're making $7.50 an hour to daycare. And, you know, you come home to a family and you're exhausted and maybe you have two, three, four, five kids. And you have a significant other and they also may have a minimum wage job. And you guys are struggling together. I have literally been there. Um, my first job was in early childhood education slash daycare. And <clears throat> I got out of that field because it just didn't pay. I got out of that field because no matter how much education I had, I had an associate, you know, and they wouldn't even pay me $12 an hour. So on the one hand, I understand how miserably, miserably exhausting it can be to be in that kind of situation. It's very difficult to dream. Um, so I, I do understand that. Um, But at the same time, just take little teeny tiny baby steps. Even if you're in a really, really bad position, reach out to friends and family so that they can help lift you out of that position. And then once your basics are taken care of, hopefully then you will find a way to dream. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I've gone to food pantries before when I worked in early childhood education and it was exhausting and I'm, I'm grateful for the help, but it was one of the hardest moments of my life, right? So... But i still asked for help and in that way you are still building momentum towards your better self when you have the courage and the bravery to ask for help you are still you are still moving forwards even if it's teeny tiny even if you can't see the progress it is teeny tiny when i look back on my life and i was in those positions where i was making minimum wage and i could barely get out of a very bad situation by asking for help, even when it meant to go- going to a food pantry, even when it meant going you know, to a church program, even when it meant asking my parents for help or friends or family, that's still momentum. It is a tiny flicker and an ember and a momentum and you can't forget that and you are so courageous to keep trying right? Because that's what we have to do no matter what. So we're shifting our perspective, no matter how bad life gets, no matter where we are, we're shifting our perspective and we're believing in ourselves. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you guys. And then once you have covered your bases, your, your basics, and you move forwards into a position where you can dream just a tiny little bit, you can start dreaming about bettering your life. It's going to, the marker of your life, it's going to move in inches. And then all of a sudden, It's going to pick up and that momentum is going to pick up Um, and you have to kind of hold on to that and dream. So shift your perspective when you can to a more positive mindset and like I talked a little bit about earlier, your diet, not the food that's going in and out of your body specifically. It's the music you are listening to. It is the motivational speakers you're listening to. It's getting enough rest at night. It's doing things that are joyous that aren't, they don't necessarily have a price tag um these are the things that we need to continue to do. We need to focus on the positive. We need to be realistic. That's where it differentiates from toxic positivity. We are being realistic about our world and about some of the negatives like we can't just wish away the huge dental bill that came in we can't wish away you know that our child is having kidney problems or you know like my um one of my siblings had an issue with his kidney we can't wish that away but we can try to just moment by moment try to have gratitude and try to fix our perspective into a more positive mindset and I promise you You're going to see changes, not right away, but at some point, maybe a month, maybe two months into doing this, all of a sudden you're going to be like, you know what? I feel better. I've been sleeping eight hours a night. I've been drinking more water. I've been running again. I've been eating a diet that makes me feel happy, whether that's vegetarian, more vegetarian like me, or maybe you're just eating, you know, meat that's been grass fed beforehand. Whatever you need to do to make yourself feel better do that, you know, music and water and sunshine and lots of fresh fruit and fixing our perspective. Because if we have a diet of thinking about our poor circumstances and how am I going to handle this and how am I going to, you know, I'm, I'm worrying and worrying. And believe me, I'm the biggest worry war out there. I am like the poster child for worrying. Um, but if that is what we are focused on, We are exhausted and we don't know how we're going to make it out instead of just giving up our control. And this coming from a perfectionist is very, very difficult to do, but we are giving up our control. We're saying, okay, divine timing of the universe or divine timing of God or divine timing of insert your deity here, (laughs) whoever you believe in, if you believe in someone, um, that is what we have to do. And that is what I've struggled to do. Giving up control and saying it's going to happen. It is going to happen and the most successful people out there are the ones who have done this. That is what I've studied. The most successful people have said, you know what, I have manifested that I'm going to be successful and I'm going to forget about it. Now that I have put it out into the universe, now that I've shifted my perspective, I'm going to forget about it and keep moving on with my life and I know that it's going to come. Man, I struggle with that one. I really, really do. Um, But I'm working on it. And I hope that some of this has been a little bit helpful for you guys. And this has been a little bit longer than usual, which is fine. And um, thank you for tuning in. Let me know your experiences. Even if it's like a month later, let me know your experiences with positivity and how you're improving your life. I love you so much. And I will talk to you soon.